In today's episode, we give we grade every team. We have our midseason report cards. We give our midseason awards out. We give you our most disappointing teams, our most surprising teams, and we grade some of the top rookies of the season. This man was a bona fide scrub. Welcome back, everybody, to the Bonafide Scrubs Podcast. I'm Will Swanky, joined, of course, by Noah Levine. And on today's show, we're going to be giving you our NFL midseason report card. We're going to go through who we uh, we're going to give some awards, midseason awards to different players, MVP, Rookie of the Year, all that stuff. We're going to grade every single team in the NFL. We'll give some rookie grades out as well. Uh, we hope you had a nice Halloween weekend. It's now officially November, so we're getting into the fourth quarter of the year, last seconds. It's election day, so you know who knows what's going to happen after this. This episode is out. We'll be standing by, waiting for the results of the election. But um, you know, it's never a bad day to talk about some sports. It's always a relief to just have some fun and grade some NFL teams. Yeah, definitely. Hope everyone had a great Happy Halloween or a great Halloween, not a Happy Halloween, but you know. <laughs> If you dressed up and went sense. to a party, hopefully you did not get coro- Corona. I did not get Corona by attending a Halloween party and uh, had some candy. I did not have Skull Pops, unfortunately. If you guys, if whoever had Skull Pops, shout out to you. All right. Well, like I said, we're going to jump into our NFL midseason grades. So Noah and I, we, we, we collaborated on some awards we're going to give out. We're going to do Offensive Rookie of the Year, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year. Everything we did at the beginning of the year, we gave our, our season preview, uh, but now we have, of course, eight games to go through and evaluate what's been going on. So for Rookie of the Year, there are a handful of guys that have been good for Offensive Rookie of the Year, but we just settled on Joe Burrow, who the number one overall pick. We, I think, both picked him to be our Offensive Rookie of the Year to start the year, and he might be the real deal. He definitely has lived up to his expectations through eight games so far. Yeah, he was awesome in college last year. He's been great in the NFL. I mean, this Bengals team, they won two games last year, and they already have, already have two wins this season. You could argue Herbert, but the Bengals, they've been in pretty much every single game. If you think about it, well, they're a few plays away from being a four or five win team. They're definitely above expectations, and I think Burrow, Garner, with his performance, he should garner this offensive circuit of the year award. He's got to keep it up. Yeah, second half of the year, We'll start to see uh, if he can be as consistent as he has been so far. But, yeah, absolutely. He looks like he's going to be running away with the real Rookie of the Year award. And then, you know, going forward, he he could be a force in the NFL. And he certainly makes his weapons around him look very good. And uh, he has a a decent offense. So, uh, as long as they continue to build that defense, the Bengals, they're going to be a pretty decent team for the first time in a little while. Yeah, definitely great for them. The, we'll go with our defensive rookie of the year. Uh, we didn't really write one down. There hasn't been many good defensive rookies, but I guess it would have to be Chase Young, right? I mean, he's been hurt a little bit, but he's definitely he has a high PFF grade, and he's gotten a lot of pressures on the quarterback. So be him. Not really an exciting award to talk about since the rookies, they've been meh this year on defense. Well, let's go to MVP, Will. It's no other than Russell Wilson, midseason MVP. I predicted him to be MVP at the start of the year. 
even with Deck, and then he went down with a gruesome injury. But Russell Wilson, 26 touchdowns and only six interceptions in seven games. He's on pace to actually break the Peyton Manning's touchdown record for a single season. He's just been phenomenal. Almost 30 touchdowns for seven games. That is incredible. So he, and the Seahawks are the number one seed in the NFC, so no other than him could be the MVP. Yeah, 26 touchdowns and six interceptions are, were my team's quarterback, Kirk Cousins' stats at the end of last year. So that just tells you uh, the level Russell Wilson is on right now, basically putting up stats that most quarterbacks have in, in one season. You know, Kirk Cousins, some people don't think he's very good at all. Bottom line is he is a middle-of-the-road quarterback, and Russell Wilson is already putting up mid-level quarterback stats in half a season. So, yeah, he should be running away with the MVP. Uh, I did pick Dak. You did make fun of me, but uh, he <laughs> was he was on an MVP level. He was. He was fully operational, fully healthy with that Cowboys offense. So I don't think he would have won it over Wilson, even if he played the whole year. Uh, but that being said, he still was great up until he went down. But yeah, absolutely. The Seahawks, they've been dominant. Their offense, it's looked great. And it's just because of Russell Wilson. He is probably the second best quarterback in the NFL. And DK Metcalf has taken a big step forward. He had 161 yards, 12 catches, two touchdowns against the Niners. He's been great all year. I mean, he's emerged as their number one receiver, looks like. Great deep ball threat. And he also could go short and catch some route, catch some short pass and take it to the house like he did against the Niners. Just an all-around great player. Lockett's clicking. Everyone's clicking up for the Seahawks offense. All right, well, the Seahawks, they might be one of the NFC's best teams. Let's talk about our coach of the year, and he coaches one of the AFC's best teams, Mike Tomlin, the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach. This is the team that has not lost a game. They're 7-0, and uh, you know I picked the Steelers as one of my locks last week, and they took down the Baltimore Ravens in a, in a close game. So Mike Tomlin, he is our coach of the year, um, surprising both of us. I mean, we've talked about at the beginning of the year, we thought the Steelers were a wild card team, a team that could sneak into the playoffs at 10 and 6, 9 and 7. Uh, we didn't expect them to be undefeated halfway through the season. So uh, definitely credit where credit is due. Big Ben coming off injury looks like his old, old self. Chase Claypool, their rookie wide receiver. We'll get into him in a minute when we pick it, when we talk about our, our rookie breakout players. But yeah, this team, their offense, it's been consistent. Their defense is one of the best in the league, if not the best. And at the center of all that is their head coach, Mike Tomlin. So he definitely is deserving of the coach of the year. Yeah, Chris told us that Tomlin was going to be coach of the year because he thought they were going to 12 and 4. It looks like that actually is good. <laughs> looks like possible. that's actually going to happen. And he did say Big Ben comeback player of the year and he did say TJ Watt defensive player of the year. Can they sweep oh my, all the awards? He's a genius. Maybe he is. I mean, comeback player of the year. I mean, it's got to be Ben Roethlisberger, right? There hasn't been anyone that's come back. We thought we both took Cam and uh <laughs> that Go go back to the go back fire. Get, get off the <laughs> team, Cam. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, the Steelers. I mean, I I, I still I, I bet I picked the Ravens to win that game. I still would take it a hundred times out of a hundred times to pick the Ravens to win. Oh Lamar my, just fumbled. you sound like you Lamar sound like just, Michael K. After he picked the Eagles to beat the Giants by I did. whatever seven points, and they only won by one point. After that the game, Ravens, he went on the, the radio Ravens, screaming. That he would pick the game over again, but you're wrong. You you were incorrect. The, yeah, you're the being Steelers... the Don LaGreca right now. <laughs> yeah, well, in Michael's case, the Eagles at least won the game. The Steelers, they beat the Ravens, so you're even more wrong than he was. I think this was the worst outcome for the Ravens. For Lamar fumbling three times. What? How many times is that going to happen out of 100? 
100 games they play? Well, I don't know. Probably not that often, but yeah, you're, it, it, you're more of the Lamar hater than me. I am too, but I don't think he's going to fumble three times against them every time he plays. So, but nevertheless, good for the Steelers. They knocked off the Titans and the Ravens back-to-back weeks. They are a Super Bowl contender. Do you think this team could legitimately beat the Chiefs in a playoff game? I feel like the Chiefs are just like a step ahead of everyone in the NFL. Like when the Chiefs start trying, like remember how the Chiefs tried in that against the Ravens earlier this year? They may look so easily. And the Steelers were down most of the game against the Ravens. They had some late heroics, but the Chiefs just stomped on the Ravens. Do you think the Chiefs can stomp on the Steelers in a game? Yeah, I mean, that it, it, it looks like that will be the AFC Championship if we had to pick teams to make it right now. Um, yeah. The, the Chiefs, they lost to the Raiders, so they have that one blemish on their record. But, I mean, I don't know. When Patrick Mahomes wants to win games, he just he makes up his mind and he wins them. He was down 24 nothing to the Texans last year, and they won the game, so... They scored like 50 points after that. (laughs) Yeah, this is a player you can never count out. He he leads one of the NFL's best all-around units. It's it's going to be a great game when if they face off, if and when they face off in the playoffs. So, I would say, can they beat the Chiefs? I mean, yeah, the Chiefs have been beaten by a a worse team this year, and probably will be beaten again by teams worse than the Steelers. But you know, it just playoffs are a different breed and. We'll see an experienced Big Ben and a good, solid roster up against a team that just won the Super Bowl, probably. So, I don't know. That's going to be exciting when it comes down to that. Let's look ahead at the Steelers' schedule for a second, Will. I mean, there's seven well, right on. now. Let's, let's do that when we get to... We're going to grade okay, that. Okay, that's true. Let's do that as that's we true. move on. All, All right, we'll so save that for later. We're going to get to our most disappointing teams and our most surprising teams. And our most surprising team was the Arizona Cardinals. They were a team that I said... Were, could could win five games this year, and now they're so already I thought, at that total. They're five so and I two. Thought. Kyler Murray in his second year has, is is great. They added DeAndre Hopkins, who is probably the best receiver in the NFL, at least the best for this year. If you want to just look at this season, but yeah, they're a team. They had Kenyon Drake. He is, despite being a fantasy disappointment, still near the top of the league in yards. Chase Edmonds has filled in for him and looked very good. Uh, and their defense, which is probably the worst half of their team, it has not been so bad that they can't overcome it with their offense. And that's pretty much all you are asking for if you're a team like the Cardinals. So, yeah, this is a team that could replace two of our disappointing teams, which we're going to get into. We picked the 49ers and the Vikings as some of our disappointing teams. The Cardinals could replace them in the AFC playoff picture. So, uh, good NFC. for them. They're headed, did I say AFC? You said oh, AFC. AFC. Good for them as they're headed in the right direction, it seems. Yeah, they're the only team to knock off the Seahawks in that wild Sunday night game. Probably the game of the year so far. Absolutely crazy down to the wire in OT. But yeah, I'll give credit. To, yeah, I know you weren't a big fan of Kingsbury, but he's done a great job with this team. And Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator, has done a nice job with their defense. I mean, Chandler Jones is he out for the year. That's unfortunate for them. But they've been playing pretty well. Their whole defense is a unit. And Kyler's been phenomenal. Their offense is great. Kenyon Drake is not good. He's he's out for a little bit. Chase Edmonds could probably pick it up since he's been he's looked pretty good in the games he has started for them. All right, how about the mis- most disappointing teams? We did we basically picked two. Uh, the 49ers, a lot of injuries, and Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, what the hell happened to that guy? He was terrible against the Seahawks on Sunday. They were down 30 to seven, and they brought Mullins, and Mullins like 
had 200 yards in a quarter. So I don't know where, where they stand on Garoppolo. I know Bose is out for the year. That's a big loss. But, I mean, they're in last place. Did, did we think the 49ers were going to be a 4-4 four and four team midway into the season? Will? No, we didn't. Another disappointing team, the Vikings. You're Vikings, so you could speak about them and their issues. Well, I mean, this basically just comes down to they lost two really close games, and we could be easily talking about the Vikings. They could have beaten the Titans, who were undefeated at the time. They could have beaten the Seahawks, who were undefeated at the time. And they could have beaten the Packers, which they did this week. So they easily could have had three wins against really impressive teams, and we would have a totally different conversation. But ultimately, they just weren't able to get things done against both those two teams, the Titans and the Seahawks. And now we're looking at a team that has a 2-5 and five record. Now, they're, they're coming off a win. Uh, I'm sure the conversation in their locker room is the season's not over and they have to string together a couple of nice games. But they got a long way to go, and they probably won't be able to put anything together to make the playoffs. I mean, as a fan, I hope they do. Uh, but that just is not realistic at this, at this point. So this is a team I thought they could win the, the division. Uh, ultimately, they are now in last place in the division. So... A complete turnaround from my expectations to enter the year. I mean, Anthony Barr went down with a season-ending injury. Daniel Hunter with a season-ending injury. They traded Ngakwe away. So, yeah, this is a team sort of in the middle of maybe a rebuild phase. Maybe just a, this is a fluke year. We'll just forget about it and come back next year with a full team. Uh, but nevertheless, they have been disappointing. Yeah, Vikings, they needed it looks like should they go full rebuild? I don't know. We'll we'll talk about them more later, but let's talk about some players who we think are gonna break out for the second half of the season. I'll start with Jerry Judy. He's had a subpar first half to the season for the Broncos, but he did get ten targets in his last game. He he's dropped a lot of passes, which hasn't been good. That was his big thing in college. He sometimes drops passes, but he gets open a lot and he's a really talented player. I think he'll produce a lot in the second half. He was considered maybe the best wide receiver in this deep class of wide receivers. And, yeah, he's got Drew Locke finally healthy, and Drew Locke's playing well. Jerry, you got to expect Jerry Judy to be playing well. I mean, when you look at every single receiver that we've seen this year, it seems like nearly every rookie has just been completely dominant and just came out and, and showed out in their rookie year. And with Judy, I mean, he's had the quarterback carousel in Denver, so that, that's not helpful to him as a rookie. Uh, but he was touted as probably the best one coming out of college, and he has not been the best uh, in this short sample of games here to start all their careers. So, yeah, if he can break out for the second half of the year, uh, the conversation with him going forward is going to be a lot different than what it will be if he just stays the same. So hopefully some QB consistency can help him out there. Uh, my pick is going to be Zach Moss, and it's a similar situation with a player like Judy. Both of them are rookies, and they just have not really been getting the volume that they're they're needed to be an impact player. So with Zach Moss, um, the conversation heading into the year was that he could take over potentially as Singletary hadn't looked good in the previous season. Uh, there was going to be a split backfield. Moss went down, so that opened things up for Singletary. But he really wasn't able to capitalize. And in this most recent game, Moss had 85 yards and two touchdowns. So if they give him more opportunities to get the ball and to really take over as that lead back, uh, I think he could be uh, a pretty decent breakout rookie for the second half of the year. Yeah, it depends on his workload, especially with Singletary there. What do you think of Singletary so far? Do you think Moss is going to be the full lead? You're basically saying Moss is going to be the full lead back for the second half of the season. 
Yeah, I mean, I think Moss has looked better than him in the games that they both played together. So that's fair. Uh, I mean, Singletary's not going to go away. Even if he no. is no longer the starter, he's still going to be getting touches. But if Moss can take over as a lead spot, then I think he has a decent chance to be a breakout player. Yeah, they have been giving him the goal line carries. He had 81 yards and two touchdowns last Sunday against the Patriots. Singletary did have 14 carries for 86 yards. Looks like they're 50-50 split, but yeah, Moss could definitely break out. I mean, they drafted him pretty high. I think it was third or fourth round, maybe not that high, but they drafted him to use him, right? So they got to give him those that work he needs. He's a big guy. All right, well, those are our two rookies we think are going to continue to have success as, as the year goes on. Let's evaluate some more rookies. I mean, we already touched on Joe Burrow. He has lived up to the hype so far as the number one pick, but the other rookie quarterback that you can argue has been better than him for, through this year, Justin Herbert. I know he has less wins, but we'll get into the, how the Chargers have lost games as we grade the teams, but he has 15 touchdowns. That's more than Burrow by four. They have the same amount of picks at five, same amount of completion percentage at 67%. Burrow does have more yards but he did play more games. So there is that um, Herbert has more yards per attempt. So, I mean, look, these two quarterbacks, they are, are going to have the, their, their entire careers are going to be paralleled, right? So they're going to have the same arc. They're going to be compared against each other from the same class. Uh, that's sort of how these things go. When you look at two QBs, especially when you have like Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, RG3 and Andrew Luck, these are a couple of QB pairings that we've seen over the past couple of years, and we should be seeing it now with Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. So these two guys have looked great. Tua made his debut this week. He had under 100 yards. We talked about his prop bet of 230 on the last show, uh, well under, even though they were able to get the win in his first game. So, yeah, it seems like the future for at least the Chargers and the the Bengals will learn more about Tua as we go on. But it seems like those two, they've locked down their quarterback position for uh, quite a long time. Yeah, if you had to say, if I had to say the three best QBs in the next 10 years in the AFC, it's got to be Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, right? Those are the three best young guys well, Lamar, for the next 10 Lamar, years. Lamar, Lamar Mars in that conversation. Over, yeah. yeah, Those are the four best AFC QBs, right? So, uh, And then we'll see maybe Trevor Lawrence end up on an AFC team next year. We'll see how good he is or if the Jets can ruin him. Uh, it's such a small sample size with, with yeah. both Herbert and Burrow, so it I don't want to overreact, but... I mean, if you're looking at just these games, they have been really impressive for for being rookie quarterbacks. We looked at players like Sam Darnold, who are taking third overall, Daniel Jones taking sixth overall. These are players that haven't looked as good as either Burrow or Herbert, uh, and they've had longer careers, obviously. So uh, it's impressive what these two guys have been able to do in just a short little uh, amount of games. And remember, Jordan Love was drafted in the first round by the Packers. They trade up to get him. Well, that was their that was their toy to make Aaron Rodgers mad. It was their tactic. It's been working. <laughs> I mean, it's he working. hasn't played You're a snap. Chess. He hasn't played a snap yet. But I, I I guess when Aaron Rodgers retires, we'll get to see Jordan Love action. I don't know how good it'll be, but yeah, this class looks strong. The two top two QBs are. Burrow and Herbert Tua, we will see. Maybe he'll be a breakout player for the rest of the season. I don't know. I mean, the Dolphins have good coaching, and he has some decent weapons. So expect Tua maybe to have a good second half of the season. How about the rookie running backs? There's been uh, by far the most impressive position has been the wide receivers, but the running backs, 
these are a couple of guys we thought would have really great rookie seasons. Jonathan Taylor, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, uh, you know, Antonio Gibson has been thrown into the mix here, and a couple of other guys we could touch on. But for largely for Jonathan Taylor, he's been kind of disappointing. I hyped him up at the beginning of the year. Uh, I thought that <laughs> yeah, he would just be a force out of the backfield behind the best O-line, behind a quarterback that loves to utilize his running backs. And whether it's Taylor's fault or not, uh, he just ha- he's been underutilized. He has not looked super impressive. Jordan Wilkins had 20 carries in, the, in this past week. Why a third-string running back is getting 20 carries in a game when you drafted a running back in the second round like Taylor doesn't make any sense to me, uh, but I'm not an NFL coach, so maybe they know something that I don't. But yeah, it's just kind of sad. Only 3.8 yards per carry for Taylor through the the year. Three touchdowns. Yeah, not a not a great start to the season for a fantasy guy. I look to rely on. In yeah, Taylor. you were a big Jonathan Taylor truther, and that has completely backfired through halfway through the season. You drafted him in the fifth round. You were saying, oh, I can't believe this league. Let me get him in the round, fifth I round. Mean, look, look, if you drafted after, if you drafted a week after we did, you were taking Jonathan Taylor in the third round. So, Oh, I, I would have I, never I, done that. You did take Leonard Fournette in the third is, round. Your the fifth round backs. is great value for Jonathan Taylor. I wouldn't have done it. I, I, was, I was a little on the edge. Of why would I draft him in the fifth round? But you did, and look where you are in our fantasy league. Yeah. <laughs> And look where I am, even though I will. John, regardless, anyways, of, back, if you, regardless if you think fifth round is too high for Jonathan Taylor, in our league, somebody took Clyde Edwards Lair in the third with a third overall pick. And he, I guess, has been more heavily utilized than Taylor. He's been more impressive, but 572 yards for Clyde. He did have that one just absolutely monster game against the Bills that sort of inflates his stats, but they went out and signed Le'Veon Bell. Uh, to, yeah. to work with him. So I guess they don't have that much confidence in him. I don't know why they would go and do that, uh, especially when Clyde, right after they signed him, he had that, that one game against Buffalo where he dominated. So I guess he was mad. But, uh, yeah, I don't really know what's going on in that backfield. I think Clyde is going to be there for a while. He's going to be good. But at least for this year, I guess they don't want to rely on him. Yeah, Clyde's like a B player. He's been pretty good. But back to Jonathan Taylor. I read somewhere on Twitter, someone said he's the next Trent Richardson. <laughs> Remember Trent Richardson, oh the Browns? My. And I also read another stat that Mark Ingram and Jonathan Taylor are the worst running backs in the NFL, making people miss tackles. So maybe that's why he hasn't been getting played. He's just a truck that can't move or something. He's just a truck well, that can't Well, he is. Make he's people... a bulldozer, and he has to run people over. He's not an, elu- it... an elusive back. He's, he's a monster. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I mean... Derrick Henry. Yeah, but Derrick Henry is probably a lot faster than the gummy worm gives him powers, and he's enraged all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Derrick Henry was kind of bad his first his first year, and then he yeah, that's true. He blew up eventually. So we'll see what happens to Taylor. Yeah, it's still second first half of the season. We could see Taylor and Clyde do well. Le'Veon did nothing against the Jets. The revenge game narrative. He didn't get a touchdown or anything. I, I don't know if he's bad or just like he's not used the right way anymore, but. Anyways, another rookie running back we should look at, Antonio Gibson, for the football team. He was the first pick of the third round, and he's been playing pretty well. I mean, 84 rushing attempts, 4.4 yards per carry, four TDs. That's more than Taylor and Clyde, actually. So he's been pretty solid. I mean, he's a good receiving back, but 
he had his first career 100-yard game against the Cowboys last week, so that's good for him. But yeah, he looks like um, looks like he's a pretty solid running back for this football team. A good fantasy player because he catches a lot of passes out of the backfield. Yeah, Gibson, you could argue that he has more value fantasy-wise at least than both Taylor and, Ed- and Edwards Alaire at this point. Yeah. Uh, with Clyde, I mean, they signed Le'Veon Bell, so he has some, some people to deal with in the backfield. And Taylor... They just don't want to use him. So, yeah, I mean, Gibson, he is in the top 15 rankings in in running backs for fantasy. So he definitely is a dual threat out of the backfield, both rushing and in the receiving game. So he has looked great. Uh, he's been a part of why the Washington offense has, has been decent. Him and McLaurin are definitely two of the best weapons they have. Yeah, definitely. Expect Gibson. I mean – if you're the picker running back to have, I mean, Gibson's the guy. We don't even know if Taylor is the guy because Wilkins, Wilkins or Wilkins, whatever his name is, gets 20 carries and Clyde is Le'Veon. So I guess if you're the pick out of the three running backs, Gibson is the guy for fantasy. Okay. Well, the story of the draft class, it's been all about the wide receivers. We've seen, you know, over almost 10 guys that have just been really yeah. great they've just they've broken out uh in the for their rookie years and it's been one of the best rookie performances by all the wide receivers that we've seen in a long time and you know it's headlined by a player on my favorite team a player that i like a lot in justin jefferson who we're giving an a grade to he has just over 30 receptions 563 yards the most by any rookies three touchdowns uh, this was the guy who was supposed to be the replacement for Diggs, who was a Pro Bowl-level wide receiver, and it took him a little bit the first two games. He wasn't really in a a good enough role to be utilized that way, but they realized that they needed a number two to actually win games and be successful, and they decided to promote Jefferson. And uh, he is just a very talented, very fast, very tall wide receiver, and I'm looking forward to him being alongside Thielen for a while. Uh, They might have to figure some things out with their defense and maybe – Kirk will be out of there eventually, but they at least have some solid offensive weapons for a long time. And Jefferson, I'm glad he's working out so far because trading Diggs was a risk, and it doesn't seem like they've suffered anything uh, by getting rid of him. No, Jefferson's been great. I mean, he had those two monster games that may have inflated his stats, but I gave him an A grade. I mean, he's been he's been the best wide receiver in this deep class. And if you were to draft a receiver, it was it was in this year's draft. All these guys have been phenomenal. And which is why Aaron Rodgers is so angry that they didn't get him a receiver. I know. He, he, they could have taken two. They could have taken two of these people if they really they wanted could have to. Ta- they could have taken Ayuk. Um, T. Higgins was there. Claypool. They could, have take, they could have taken any of these guys. Ray Gore. And they didn't take any of them. So that's bad for Packers fans. I know they're in the rumor mill for Will Fuller. We'll see if a deal gets done with the trade deadline upcoming. I believe, I believe it's tomorrow or Wednesday, actually, the trade deadline in the NFL. But anyways, back to Jefferson. Yeah, he's been great. I mean, it looks like draft the receiver out of LSU. They don't seem to miss. OBJ was phenomenal. OBJ had like 1,300 yards his, his rookie season. And Jarvis Landry has been great too out of LSU. And Jefferson, he's, it looks like he's, gonna, he's on pace to get over 1,000 yards. So that is excellent for the Vikings on, in a disappointing season. You can look at the bright side, and Jefferson has been performing well. Yep, another team – that's having an, probably an even more disappointing season than Minnesota is the Cowboys. Uh, but they they didn't miss on a wide receiver either. CeeDee Lamb, I know without Dak, he's looked worse. But 
that's pretty much expected from anybody when you lose uh, a high-quality quarterback like a franchise player like Dak, and then you get replaced by Andy Dalton, Ben DiNucci are not going to look as good. So Lamb, <laughs> Ben DiNucci. He's, he's suffered in his past couple games, but up until that point, uh, he's been great. He has more receptions than than Jefferson and less yards, so that's a knack on his grade where we're giving him an A-. minus. But he took over the number two spot from Michael Gallup. They, he gave them no choice but to just put him in that number two spot, and he he was dominant. So going forward, uh, it looks like he will be a useful player in Dallas. Yeah, and they didn't even need a draft a wide receiver because their defense is so bad. I don't. They didn't really need Lamb, but I guess it helps them. I mean, he would have easily gone a thousand yards just like Jefferson if Dak was playing. But now he's Ben DiNucci, and Ben DiNucci is Ben he's, DiNucci. He's, he's he's something. He's a meme, but. Yeah, CD is going to be probably a, a number two or number one receiver for a long time out of Oklahoma. He's lived up to expectations. Yeah, those are pretty much by far the top two guys. Then you got players like T. Higgins. He's creeping up on 500 yards. He has Burrow as his QB. So that could be a nice duo for the Bengals going forward. Two rookies that seem to really, they're really, seem to really be impressive with Burrow and Higgins. You got players like Claypool who fit into the Steelers really well. Uh, they need a quarterback at some point, but uh, they, they have definitely a lot of weapons going forward. He has five TDs, so that's the most by any rookie wide receiver. And then you have players like Henry Ruggs, who going into the year, he was he could have been the number one on his team. He's been injured. Uh, it's been tough for him to be on the field. Jerry Judy has dealt with injuries at the quarterback position, so that's always tough. Um, but these guys, maybe next year, maybe going forward in this season, they'll be able to turn things around and, and because they've been, they are talented and they looked good for flashes. They just haven't put it together like players like Jefferson and Lamb. Yeah, Ayuk's been solid too, but he's dealing with Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback. <laughs> and T. Higgins, I gave him an A grade. I really liked. I didn't really know how good he was going to be. Since he seemed kind of slow, but he's because he's like six five. He's not, he's not as fast as like Metcalf or someone like that, but he's the Bengals new A.J. Green. I mean, A.J. Green is dust. They realize that, and, T. Higg- and Burrow just chucks it up to T. Higgins a lot of times, and it works. So him and Boyd are the top two receivers, and since he looks like Burrow has found his favorite target, a r- rookie QB to rookie wide receiver connection. All right, well, we gave you some players to look out for going forward in the year. Some some player report cards halfway through the season. Now we're going to get into our teams. We're going to grade every single team and just sort of give some quick notes on what's been happening to them and how they can go on uh, for the second half of the year. So the Eagles or we'll go with the NFC East, the most disappointing division in football, not just the this NFC year, but over least. the past, the NFC over the past least. couple of years, they've been <laughs> the least. Uh, the Eagles, we're giving them a C plus. They have suffered a lot of injuries Carson Wentz, he has 12 touchdowns and 12 picks. I think he leads the league in picks. So he has not uh, ever been able to get back to the way he looked in his almost MVP season. He seems to have declined every year since then. And uh, he's kind of at an all-time low right now. Uh, And despite all this, they still lead the NFC least. They're (laughs) 3-4-1. They are at the top. They could just win the division and make the playoffs. So regardless of anything we say, uh, they they don't really care. The results are still working for them, but 
they just have to get their players back on the field for me. I, I think they just they have too many injuries. It seems like every game they lose somebody important. Uh, I know Rager, he came back this week and looked good. So maybe that'll help out their offense. But back-to-back years, they've just been decimated by losing their starters. And it's hard to win when you don't have your best players on the field. Olgum's been good. I mean, he came off the streets for the Eagles team, but he's their number one guy now. He's been great. Wentz, yeah, I don't know what's been happening. He actually had let less yards than Ben DiNucci on Sunday, but they won <laughs> that game. But there's no way in hell the Eagles in a playoff game could beat like the Saints, Buccaneers, Seahawks. I don't think they could really beat any of the NFC West teams in a playoff game. Maybe the 49ers. I don't know. They already beat them, but they might not even make the playoffs either. But, yeah, I, I mean, the, there's no contender from the NFC East that can make noise in the playoffs, which is crazy because they'll be hosting a playoff game, the NFC East, whoever wins this division. Most likely, Philadelphia will host a playoff game. Okay, a team that's been even worse than them. They just beat them on Sunday night. The Dallas Cowboys were giving them a D plus, and <laughs> they're, it's really just been the fault of their defense. They have been absolutely terrible on the defensive side, and then when your starting quarterback goes down, your offense just gets automatically worse. So when Dak got injured, um, things automatically declined, and then Dalton made it even worse, and now you have the meme Danucci under center so it's just not what you want uh and their their explosive offense is just gone and their defense was already bad so going forward things might just be getting worse for the cowboys yeah the cowboys they're just it's unfortunate what happened to the deck but this team is not gonna make the playoffs they still have not covered in a game this year oh and eight against the spread they're just a bad team no defense and injury quarterback i mean how are you supposed to win football games all right, let's talk about the Giants and the football team. We both gave them C minuses. I mean, they're kind of just here. I mean, the football team's second in the division. They did lose to the Giants, though. But let's look at some positives from the football team and the Giants. I mean, the football team, we talked about Gibson earlier. He looks like to be their franchise running back. McLaurin's been great. Whoever's been at quarterback, Haskins or Kyle Allen, they got to figure out who their quarterback is for next year. I mean, they have a solid defense. Rivera, he looks to be slowly turning that team around but they just need a more talented quarterback I think and I mean you know with the Giants I mean Dimes has gotten worse since last year is he going to be their quarterback next year are they going to try to draft Fields or Lawrence they got a lot of questions to answer but they have the good thing is their defense has been solid it's been competitive Jojo seems like he knows what he's doing and looks like the Giants may have found their coach but they have some questions to answer on their offensive side of the ball yeah, both of these teams have been bad, but they have sort of were expected to be bad. So it's not yeah. like we can really just destroy them. Uh, it's easier to look at the positives when you're expected to be bad because there's not that many of them and they just stand out. So Joe Judge seems like a solid head coach. Uh, they've been competitive in multiple games. They lost a couple of games by just one possession. So that's been good for them. Uh, for Washington... It is just ultimately about their QB future. We don't really know. I mean, Dwayne Haskins was their rookie last year. We expected him to be on the Giants even um, yeah. going into that draft. But Washington end up, ended up with him. He was arrogant during the draft. He said he was going to make the Giants pay. And now he's sitting on the bench while Daniel, Daniel Jones is actually starting games. So they they seem to be winning in that aspect right now. But Kyle Allen probably isn't going to be their QB for longer than this year and I don't know what they're going to do in the draft. I uh, will see where everything falls in, but 
they might have to just they have to put their faith in somebody and it might be Haskins uh, it might not so they have to answer that question uh, and that's really important for them because they can't really progress any further without their most important position being locked down so yeah. they're second in the division right now maybe they could they could make the playoffs with Kyle Allen who knows yeah Giants football team not exciting teams but yeah moving on let's talk about the NFC um, North here the Packers Gave them an A minus. I mean, they have lost twice in three weeks. They got destroyed by the Buccaneers. Aaron Rodgers threw, well, he threw a pick six and they fumbled or threw another pick. Bad game. And they just lost to your Vikings. Well, Dalvin Cook, the chef, was cooking four touchdowns for him. He single handedly yeah. willed the Vikings to victory. I mean, I don't know this. I don't know what to think of the Packers. I mean, they looked dominant all year on the offense, but. Aaron Rodgers only just throws at Devontae Adams, and they need someone else to throw the ball to because when Devontae Adams doesn't get a million touchdowns, it looks like they lose. Like the Buccaneers are really able to key in on Adams, and Rodgers just didn't know where to go with the ball. They need to trade for Fuller, this team, I think, if they want to make a Super Bowl run. They need another receiver. Well, the Packers recently have looked like the team that I thought they were going to be going into the year. They just don't have an <laughs> impressive defense at all, they've been no. giving up a ton of points. And Rodgers, he really has just been carrying this team by going crazy on offense. And now, I mean, he still has Adams. He, he threw two touchdowns to him in this last game. And he went absolutely nuts against the Texans when they won two weeks ago. But Aaron Jones was injured. Their run game really could not get established against the Vikings. Uh, and again, like you've been bringing up, they, they don't have anybody else really to throw the ball to. It's been Robert Tanyan as their number two option. Uh, the wide receivers have been pretty bad. So, yeah, they maybe need to make a trade. I don't know if they don't do that. I don't know what, what they're going to do. Uh, they still get an A- minus because they are at the top of the division and they are one of the best teams in the NFC. But if this trend continues of them just not winning and, and not being able to stop anybody on defense, uh, it's going to be the year I thought the Packers were going to have, which is just uh, an average team. So we'll see. These next couple of weeks are going to be really important for them to uh, get back on track. And they do play the 49ers in week nine, and they got blown out the last two times they played them. They got punched around by the 49ers. I, I, I'm going to say the 49ers are going to punch them around again. I mean, the Packers, I mean, they, they're, they're really bad defending the run. We saw Cook destroy them. Every running back torches them, and that's not a recipe for success. If you can't stop the run, how are you going to stop the rest of the offense? So... Packers need to make some changes. I don't know what it is. Maybe get a receiver. Maybe help out their defense a little bit. Let's start with the Bears. Um, this team is really boring to watch. I don't have anything great to say about them. <laughs> They're like, what are they, 5-3? and three? They just lost to the Saints in OT. Foles is their QB. I mean, they've had so many lucky wins. They're, they're a fraud team. Like, this team's not going to win a playoff game, right? Well, we gave them a B. They're right in the middle yeah, of the Yeah, they're pack, B. Yeah, they they definitely should not be whatever what are they a five and two team? They definitely should not five and three be at that point in the year. I mean, they just had some luck. They came back against the Falcons, which they probably shouldn't have won. They, they just they're the definition of a fraud team. I know people were saying you shouldn't call them that when they were at five and one, but I don't see why not. They just they don't have anything particularly special uh, with their defense. It just seems pretty average and then their offense it's not as good as people might think it is dave montgomery is a decent running back but he hasn't done anything special 
Allen Robinson and their receiving core is all right. But ultimately, it comes down to their quarterback. And Nick Foles, uh, he is better than Mitch Trubisky, but that isn't saying much. And going forward, I mean, will they even make the playoffs? I, I don't think so. I wouldn't pick them to go on to continue to win games. So, yeah, the Bears are a B. They're a boring middle-of-the-road team, and uh, I don't think they're very good. Yeah, I agree. They're actually an eighth right now in the NFC. So, yeah, they're outside looking in on the playoffs. Robinson was supposed to be my flop of the week, but he ended up getting a touchdown, like 75 yards. So that, that failed. Yeah, Foles only has seven touchdowns and six interceptions. I mean, that's not good enough to win the NFL if you're only putting up those stats to lead your team to the playoffs. So, yeah, I think they're going to crumble in the second half. I'm with you. Next team, the Lions. We gave them just a step below the Bears. That would be minus. They're basically the Bears if the Bears were negative. I mean, nobody would be talking basically, about them. Nobody <laughs> would be caring They've just, Kenny Galladay went down this past week. Uh, he's questionable for the next week. So if he's out, they're, it's going to be tough for them to move the ball through the air. Yeah, this team, it just it has a bad defense. It's not an interesting team. We gave them a B minus. Interesting stat for the Lions. They're 0 3 at home. They've not won a home game this year. They're 3 and 4, and all their wins are on the road. And they're just, yeah, they're, I mean, Stafford's solid and, it's not good if Galladay is hurt. And DeAndre Swift, I mean, he still doesn't get used half the time. They just randomly throw the carry-on or AP out of the backfield, which is just terrible. That's just horrible. And Matt Patricia's probably going to get fired after this year. They're going to need to start over. And then we get to the last place team in the division, the team we're giving a D-minus, the Minnesota Vikings. They are coming off an impressive win. I mean, they just took down the division leader in the Packers last week. And like I brought up at the beginning of the show, they are two wins away from having a, a completely different outlook on the year. But ultimately, injuries and just having a bad defense to begin with is the reason why they haven't been able to win that many games. And they gave the Falcons their first win, which is embarrassing. They couldn't convert on fourth <laughs> and inches against your team, which would have been very nice for me. I, I could have made fun of you all year for the fact that the Vikings won. Uh, but I can't do that now. And it's very sad. So the Vikings, I mean, look, they're just in a weird position. I think that going forward this season, it's going to be difficult for them to continue to win. But I don't know. They beat the Packers, so we'll see. It's very on and off for them. And they're just going to get their players back next year. So hopefully by next season, they'll be back to normal, be back to competition, and uh, be able to make the playoffs. But for the rest of this year, it is going to be pretty disappointing, I think. We talked about before, should they draft a quarterback? and Should they make a change of quarterback? Or do you think they just need more defensive players? What do you think about that? Well, if they can't draft a top two QB, I don't really see what they're going to do. I mean, I guess they yeah. could just draft somebody in like the second round and, and keep them there and hope that at the end of Kirk's deal that that person can replace him. But I don't know. I think they just basically have to run it back at this point and just get better defensive players through the draft and just stick with it because they have guys coming back next year that are going to make a difference to your team. And they have a lot of offensive weapons locked down for the next couple of years. They're in a position to win. They just have to get a more stable defense and get a more consistent offense and not turn the ball over and do everything that they did against green Bay this week. I mean, they just ran the ball. Dalvin was absolutely dominant. Their defense didn't give up a touchdown on every drive. 
Uh, it just going to be have to be that consistency that uh, allows them to win. So, no, they shouldn't rebuild yet. Uh, we'll see where they go this season. They're they're playing some some not so great teams. If they play the Lions next week, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, we gave the Vikings a D minus. By the way, not very good. I called them the Jets yeah, of the NFC, and they didn't win a game before. But they're not the Jets of the NFC. There's another team that can be considered the Jets of the NFC in the next division. We'll talk about. Moving on to the NFC South, the Buccaneers. <laughs> we gave them an A minus, and they just picked up Antonio Brown. And I've been hearing he's been staying at Brady's place, and they, they said they've been impressed with how he's been working out and how good he looks. So he's sort of an unknown factor for them, but their defense has actually been better than their offense, I'd say, this year. Their pass rush has been great, and I mean, they really just shut down the Packers in that primetime game a few weeks ago. Godwin has on-off injuries, so it's going to be Mike Evans, Scotty Mellon, A.B. moving forward. Can this team legitimately go to the Super Bowl? I know Stephen A. declared them they're going to win the Super Bowl already, so what do you think of that? Well, are the Buccaneers for real? Yeah, Tom Brady, he put himself in a position to, to succeed, and, and they're succeeding. I mean, he looks good. Uh he is dominating away from Belichick. Their defense, as you brought up, is looking solid. So, yeah, now they're bringing in A.B., who with uh, Godwin seemingly out for a little, a small period of time again, uh, he's going to be thrust right into uh, a top receiver role, and we'll see how in shape he looks after being off for all this time uh, and how his chemistry works with the rest of the team. But, yeah, it seems like this team is in a position to – do some damage in the NFC and it's unfortunate because the NFC just keeps getting competitive teams and the Bucks, they were a seven and nine team last year and they're already up to five or six wins. So yeah, they look like they are in a position to win this division. Yeah. I just, I didn't even notice Brady has 18 touchdowns this year and four interceptions. That's like the know, quietest he's, 18 he's touchdowns. That's that's way better than I thought. He actually he's had one five touchdown game, which was against the Chargers, and a four touchdown game against the Raiders. So yeah, I mean he's been great. I mean he's been quietly doing well, and I think he only had barely over twenty touchdowns last year for the Patriots. So he really did pick the right team to go to. AB is another target. I I don't know how good it'll be, but yeah, I mean they look like they could definitely make a run the playoffs. All right, how about the Saints? We gave them an A minus, just like the Bucks. They're five and two without Slant Boy, aka Michael Thomas. Um, he's had issues with the team, injuries, but they're cons- the Saints have been consistently great over the past five years. Con- just always a great regular season team, but they end up falling apart in the playoffs. You picked them to go to the Super Bowl. What do you, did you, are you going to stay with that pick? What do you think of that? Well. I guess I would have no choice but to pick the Seahawks to go, even though I really don't want to do that. <laughs> um, look, the Saints, they have still been impressive without Michael Thomas. So as he comes back, finally, whenever that happens, uh, it's only going to make them better. So I don't know. This team definitely is still a contending team. They now have to worry about a team in their own division in the Bucks, and actually winning that division is going to be harder than I thought it would be. But I'm not ready to give up on the Saints yet. I, I think they're still one of the te- league's top teams. Uh, when Michael Thomas gets back, we'll be able to see their full roster. And 
we'll just see what they're able to do. I mean, they're going to play the Bucks eventually, so those two teams are going to face off, and uh, we'll get some more clarity as that happens. Yeah, they beat the Bucks in that week one showdown. Going to be awesome to see that uh, them play a second time down the wire. I mean, yeah, Michael Thomas, when they get him back, they should be great on offense. I know Breeze's arm, he's been worse than Brady this year, but they're still finding ways to win games, consistent regular season teams. Still definitely a Super Bowl contender in my eyes, but let's talk about the Panthers. We gave them a B because they're above expectations. I mean, and I thought they were going to be a, one of the worst teams in the league. I thought they were going to garner a top five pick. That does not look like the case at all. Bridgewater has been consistent. Robbie Anderson the free agent signing for them. He's been great all season. He's looked like a great wide receiver pickup for them. And they've been doing this without CMC. I said they were better without CMC. I guess it's not true because they just lost the last two games, I think. <laughs> and <laughs> we, we can't sound the alarm anymore. But he'll be back, I think, next week. And, yeah, I mean, Matt Rule and Joe Brady, their, off, their offensive coordinator and head coach pickups, have looked they've, – they've done well. So, good for Carolina – they look like they have a solid team for the future. Yeah, Ja Rule, the rookie head coach. Uh, he looks like he comes in and is dealing with a, a pretty middle of the road team. They're not they're not terrible. They're not contending for the division yet, but they're just one of those Lions Bears middle of the road teams that we sort of just have to evaluate like they're a, a B level team. I mean, they're above your expectations. I sort of thought that they would be a little bit better than you did. Um, but yeah, they just seem like a middle-of-the-road pa- middle team. They signed Robbie Anderson. That was a contract that most people didn't really like in the offseason, but he's obviously exceeded uh, that, that so far. Bridgewater, you like to make fun of him, but he has been good. Now they yeah. get the best player back. So you know things seem to be going in the right direction for the Panthers. Definitely, definitely. And now, drum roll, please. The Jets of the NFC, <laughs> the, Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons, they are just terrible. They, I know they have two wins, and they did beat the Vikings, but the Vikings' outlook certainly is better, I believe, in them moving forward. Matt Ryan's still okay. I mean, this team fired Dan Quinn. They need a new coach. They fired their GM. They need a new GM. They got a lot more changes to make in the offseason. They got a lot just make just like the Jets probably will fire their coach I mean Julio I mean he's still good but they should probably trade him they should probably just move on from everyone on their team besides like Calvin Ridley and Todd is okay I mean he's a, he's an idiot for scoring on that play and they, that made them lose the game against the Lions I mean yeah this team's gonna have a top five pick I would look to try to get Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence I would really try because Matt Ryan looks like he's on his last legs this is a D-level team they fired their head coach. They really are the Jets, if you think about it. Their one win is against the freaking Vikings, and like no, they, I don't so they beat the Falcons. They beat the Panthers. They beat the Falcons. Night. Yeah, okay. I mean, they, no, I, I, meant the, I meant themselves. I meant the. I mean, they do beat themselves every game. They choke. They right, choke that exactly. thirty Literally, point lead. They beat themselves. Yeah, they do. But yeah, yeah, D level team. This team does need a new quarterback. They just need to. They have good talent. They just need somebody they can rely on. For the future, I mean, look, if they had, if they had Sam Darnold instead of the Jets, we would be looking at this team probably like more of a, a Giants, where, yeah, they they have one win, they they look really bad, but they at least they have a quarterback for the future. At least they can hire a new head coach 
that can hopefully get things on the right track. So, yeah, this team's basically being held back by having an older QB, and I think as soon as they move on from that, uh, the tone around the Falcons will change a little bit. Yeah, and Matt Ryan has actually led the NFL in pass yards this year. I mean, he's still pretty good, but I would try to get a QB in the draft over the Falcons, maybe sit him behind Matt Ryan for a year, let him learn. But, I mean, this team always has a great offense. They just never have a good defense. So they really need to start drafting uh, some defense and a quarterback. And the final division in the NFC West, the Seahawks, my favorite team, A-minus grade, only have one loss. And they have scored 30-plus points, the number one ranked offense. They've scored 30-plus points in every single game except for your against your Vikings. They scored 27 in that game and ended up winning. Yeah. Looks like they could just score on anyone. They were up 30-7 to against the Niners, and they finished with 37 points. They could be 7-0. I mean, the defense I talk about every week, it's been struggling, but they did just trade for Carlos Dunlap. Maybe he'll help the pass rush a little bit. And Jamal should be coming back soon. The star safety they traded for. Russell Wilson, we, he was our midseason MVP. He's awesome. Most touchdowns in the league. And DK has emerged, as we talked about before, as, as the top wide receiver in this league, looking like. So not much to stay there. Seahawks, they're definitely the best, one of the better teams in the NFC. Could make the Super Bowl. Yeah, their offense is definitely dynamic. They have the MVP in Russ. Uh, DK is having a breakout year, too. Uh, we give them an A minus, and the only knack on them is their defense. They just uh, they give up as much as they score thirty points. They give up thirty points, and uh, you're going to have to be a little bit better than that when you're playing teams in the playoffs, where the offense, the scoring slows down, and it's not as fast paced. It's not as aggressive uh, in those playoff games. So the defense is more important as you head into the second half of the year into the playoffs, and they're going to have to figure things out. And figure out how to stop teams because when you are scoring back and forth with them, you know, you're not always going to be able to score every time. We saw it in the overtime game against the Cardinals. Wilson made that mistake in OT, and that was it. I mean, they got, they caught a break in the fact that uh, the Cardinals missed the field goal to take a, a three-point lead, and then it seemed like the Seahawks, it was over. They were able to just go down the field, and they didn't even need a touchdown. But a mistake by Russ, a, a holding mistake on the play before, and that obviously cost them the game. So having a better defense will certainly help them out, and uh, it's going to get more and more needed as we head down the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm scared. I don't know if this team will actually make the Super Bowl because of their defense. Like, that's the missing part. Like, I don't know. Are they going to be able to stop teams in the playoffs? I hope they do. But just it's crazy to me how bad the Patriots have looked. But Cam Noon had almost 400 yards on the Seahawks' defense and 30 points. That's disgraceful. The Patriots are just... They're a terrible team. I don't know how they scored 30 points in that game. Is our defense really that bad, or did the Patriots just show up that week and they haven't shown up since? I don't really know. Just hopefully get healthy on defense, and we'll see where it takes us later into the season. All right, next team. I have some news about this next team, the 49ers. We gave them a C plus. They have they let me down. I thought they were going to win this division. Jimmy Garoppolo expected to be sidelined a minimum of six weeks and possibly longer if surgery is needed for a high ankle sprain. So that is your answer. The answer to your question, Noah, Jimmy Garoppolo won't even be on the field going forward for the rest of this year, probably. And then George Kittle out eight weeks with a broken bone in his foot. So two of their best offensive players just add them to the list of stars going down this year. 
Uh, yeah, that probably kills the 49ers permanently, right? This year, they're, they're just done at this point with those guys going down. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Kittle out eight weeks. And, and actually, it's better that Jimmy Garoppolo's out. As I kept saying, Nick Mullins is better than him. So we're going to see what happens there. Debo, you love. But yeah, I mean, after these two big losses, yeah, it looks like they're dead. They can't really make the playoffs. They're four and four last in the division. And they still got to play the Seahawks again. They got to play the Rams. And they got to play the Cardinals again. And they already lost the Seahawks and Cardinals once. Now they have a completely depleted roster. But the Super Bowl hungover is real. I mean, they, they were so good last year. They ran hot. They almost won the Super Bowl. And now all the injuries, and they just they can't get back there this year. It seems like every team, whoever loses in the Super Bowl, falls apart the next year. And it looks like it is happening. Just like the Rams. Remember, they lost to the Patriots, and they just fell apart last year, and they make the playoffs. But every Super Bowl yeah. loser, I don't know what it is. They just fall apart the year after, and that's what happened to the 49ers. All right, we mentioned this team. They were our, our breakout team of the year, or whatever we said. The, the Arizona Cardinals, A-minus grade we're giving them, uh, exceeding my expectations, of course. The 49ers and the Cardinals, they just flipped. I mean, the Cardinals, I expected them to be at the bottom and the Niners to be near the top. It's obviously the opposite. Kyler and Hopkins, an awesome connection. Their defense holding its own. Uh, yeah, it's just been it's just how your expectations are measured. We expected the Giants to be bad, so we're not going to go too hard on them. We thought the Vikings would be much better, so we're going to really rip them apart. And now with the Cardinals, uh, it's a situation where we thought they were going to be bad, and they were good. So all different ends of the spectrum here. Cardinals, they get an A+, plus, A- minus from us, rather. Uh, they are just the second-best team in this division, and we'll see if they can get a playoff spot. Looks like they will. Kyler Murray has 13 passing touchdowns. And he also has he has seven rushing touchdowns. That is crazy. Like he has he has more he's the most rushing touchdowns in the league, more than Lamar and Josh Allen. And I would say he's a better passer than both of them. So he's stepped up his game significantly. No no sophomore slump for Kyler Murray. And yeah, this team could do some damage with their offense in the playoffs. It's it's a good team. They're in the same grade as the Seahawks. They did beat the Seahawks, so we have to give credit where credit is due there. The last team is the Rams. Uh, we gave them a B. They got blown out by the Dolphins. They looked awful on offense. <laughs> they, were just, they were just turning it over left and right. Uh, the Dolphins' defense really destroyed them in this past game. But they are pretty much capped by their quarterback, Jared Goff. He is just another average QB, and they gave him a big contract a couple off-seasons ago. It's just going to be up to how good he ends up being. He has 13 touchdowns, six picks. So, I mean, not awful, but again, just middle of the pack. And he's not living up to his $38 million contract. So he is basically the leader of that team. And if he plays well, they will look better. And if he's bad, then they will look worse. That's kind of just how it is with quarterbacks in the NFL. Who would you rather have going forward? Well, Jared Goff or Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> Probably Jared Goff, at least not injured. That's true. He was terrible against the Dolphins. All right, that was the best division of football, the AFC West. Moving on to AFC, the entire AFC. Another crappy-ass division, AFC East. Um, let's just start the Jets, F-grade. The only F te- team with an F-grade. They don't, they <laughs> yeah, don't I mean, care they, about football anymore. They're the only anymore. team with no wins. They, they just yeah, have They are F-grade. tanking extra hard for Lawrence. Um Mims was my feature. He had two catches for 42 yards in the first quarter. 
And then they're just like, nah, we're not going to make you look good. We're tanking, so we can't throw to you anymore. <laughs> really unfortunate. He looks like he's a good NFL player, but yeah, this team is going to end up with Trevor Lawrence, and we'll see what happens there. They need to fire Gase. They just trade Avery Williamson to the Steelers for nothing. This team's awful. Yeah, it's just the question of how do you start rebuilding in the middle of a rebuild with the Jets? I mean, they didn't go anywhere. They were just yeah. awful. They never went they anywhere. They awful for this whole time. And now they're, they're getting even worse. I mean, they had to give up on Sam Darnold. They're giving up on players like Avery Williamson. Uh, Quinn and Williams has been rumored to be on the trade block. I mean, all these things, there's no position on this team that is safe. And they're, they're getting rid of their head coach probably at the end of the year, Adam Gase. Um, it just, it's not a good situation for the Jets at all. And it basically is just back to square one next year. So that is why they're an F. They're just, there's no hope with them at all. And the Patriots, D, um, they're two and five. I don't think they've ever lost three straight games under Belichick, and that happened. And Cam Noon is, he's just a running back playing quarterback, just like Lamar. The team has no offensive weapons. And their defense is, I mean, it's, it's decent. I mean, Gilmore was out on Sunday against the Bills, but... This team just needs talent. They have not drafted well the last couple of years. It looks like Belichick's going to need to regroup the troops and figure something out next year. Yeah, their future is kind of un- unknown for the first time in a while. If you're a Pats fan, I mean, Cam, he's on a one-year deal. He looks pretty bad, so I doubt he'll be back next year. Uh, Bill Belichick, he is, he's getting old. He can't just be the head coach forever, so I don't know. There's no rumor of him retiring or anything like that, but eventually... He's just going to step down and say, you know, I'm, I'm going to walk away from football and they're going to have to figure that out after he disappears. So we've gotten to know the Pats as being consistently the best team in sports for, the, you know, pretty much our whole life. And they, we're sort of getting to the near the end of that. Maybe after, after Belichick's gone, after this team looks nothing like it has over the past couple of years, the Pats will just go back to being a team nobody really talks about or cares about and uh you know it's fine by me i'm definitely exhausted from having brady and them just win the super bowl every year but it looks like this is the beginning of sort of a new chapter for for a team that hasn't really lost anything these past couple of seasons and uh it's refreshing you know the nfl things change we always talk about how teams that lose the super bowl they kind of fall apart and that never really happened to the Pats. They, they would lose Super Bowls and just come back and win the next one. And uh, they were really the only team that's ever been able to do that. And now, finally, they look kind of bad. So it's refreshing if, if you're an NFL fan. Yeah. Do you think – I guess you – do you think Brady really won? Do you think, do you think Brady really needed Belichick, or who do you think needed who more? Looks, it's looking like Brady's in the higher on the power rankings of them, too. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this. He, he did choose was, a good team. We talked about this whether it was last show or the one before, and he just he he's smart. He just he went to a team that needed a QB and has a lot of weapons and a good defense, and he just put himself in a position to look great. And yeah, I mean, it's hard to say that Belichick needs or that Brady needs Belichick more than the the other way around. But you know, through eight games, the Bucks are are at the top of their division, and the Pats are near the bottom of theirs. So. Obviously, uh, it's been the opposite ends of the spectrum for these teams. 
Cam Newton has two TDs, seven picks. He faces the Jets next Monday night. What a brutal matchup. Patriots at the Jets. <laughs> Going to be an ugly game. Anyways, let's look at the Dolphins. A B, we gave them above expectations. Fitz was balling, and, you know, he got benched for Tua, and Tua only had 93 yards, although the defense carried them. But, yeah, they have a winning record of Dolphins. I mean, Brian Flores, he's, he looks like he's to be a great coach, and their defense has been great. And if Tua could give them something the second half of the season, this team legitimately could be a playoff team. That's crazy to say with the Dolphins this early in the rebuild. Yeah, I feel bad for Fitz. I mean, he looked great in his what could be the last year of his career, and he was just having fun with it, and they were winning games, and you know they bench him because they want to see what the future looks like in Tua. So it's a smart football move, I guess, if you're the Dolphins front office or coaching staff. But yeah, this team they're they're above 500. They are four and three. They just beat a, a decent team like the Rams. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, Tua didn't really have an impact on that game at all. He's under 100 yards passing, but as we go forward, he's going to have to do more if they're going to hope to continue to win. And if he does, then yeah, I mean, they could easily be a playoff team. So they are definitely a way well above expectations this year. They, oh yeah, but I want to bring up the stat. Their defense has been yeah. great. They are the, they are ranked first in points allowed 130 points. That is the least points given up in the entire NFL. So for all wow. we talk about with the Pittsburgh Steelers and, the Baltimore Ravens and these teams that have great defenses. It's Miami Dolphins that are that are giving up the least amount of points. So credit to them. Yeah, definitely credit to them. And the division leader, the Bills, um, Josh Allen was MV- in MVP form first couple weeks and the last and score touchdown. So is Josh Allen actually good or has he come back down to earth? Yeah, he's been hot and cold. He looks great at the beginning of the year and now he's sort of falling down back to where I think people probably thought he would be this season. Uh, they've been struggling over their past couple of games. That's largely due to Allen. They're 2-2. Two and two. So, I don't know. They're going to have to come out these next couple of weeks and, and show that they are really uh, a great team. And it's going to be up to Allen to get back to the playing the way he was at the beginning of the year. So, I, I don't think he is going to continue to play bad. I think he'll be able to get back to where he was. Yeah, nevertheless, they're six and two. Probably going to run away with the division, just like we both predicted they would win the division. But yeah, we give the Bills a B plus. Pivoting to the AFC North, the second best division in football, I would say, behind the NFC West, the Steelers. Um, they're perfect still. We talked about them before and how Tomlin was going to win, co- should win Coach of the Year. They're only a team that got an A plus from us and. Good offense and the best defense. They're, they're top five in both points scored and allowed. And the young receivers are fantastic. And Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Juju is sort of the third wheel there, but he's been producing the last couple of weeks. Big Ben's probably going to come back player of the year. So, Chris, your Steelers are exceeding. They're, they're doing everything you said they would. You are. You can dunk on me and Will for not saying the Steelers are going to be this good. <laughs> yeah, they're the only A-plus team, and they deserve it. They haven't lost... Uh, they're just consistent, both top five in points scored and points allowed. So they are one of the most consistent teams in the league. And they've shown it with their record. I mean, not not losing and, and playing some competitive teams is impressive. And who knows what team they'll lose to. They, I mean, they could 
continue to win for as long as they want. You know, we'll see. Yep, and second place team that just lost to them, the Ravens. We gave them an A minus. Um, they have a lot of issues. Lamar Jackson is not MV, playing like MVP Jackson. I mean, he's been bad. I mean, he fumbled three times against Pitt. He's been struggling throwing downfield. I mean, I remember Justin uh, brought up on the show, he said Lamar was going to regress a lot. And he's right. I mean, the Ravens, just you can't just run the ball every play. That's, that isn't sustainable. And he hasn't even had that much. They made rush yards and touchdowns. Like Kyler has more touchdowns. I alluded to that earlier. And Lamar has to learn how to throw downfield more. I mean, Hollywood Brown, um, he was angry. I remember he tweeted something. I, what, did, what did he exactly tweet again? He tweeted, like, when you have soldiers on your team, why don't you use them or something? Or, like, exactly. you never use them. And that was a player you also drafted in fantasy, and he's, like, the 50th best receiver in the league. He yeah. has been – Look, I mean, when your quarterback is struggling, your weapons are going to struggle too. Hollywood, he caught a touchdown in the last game, but that was his only catch. One catch uh, for one touchdown. So this team, they're just going to have to figure it out. Lamar is going to have to be better than he is if they are going to have a chance of, of contending in the AFC. They're, they're not even at the top of their own division now at this point. So Lamar is going to have to step it up. Their defense, it's still there. It's still just as good as we thought it would be. Uh, we mentioned uh, last show, Ronnie Stanley, he got his big contract and he got injured. So they are down one of their more important offensive positions. So that's not going to help Lamar anyway uh, at being able to throw the ball more. Yeah, and he hasn't had a 300-yard passing game this year. So he needs to get his passing game up. Uh, but, I mean, Ravens are still contender. I picked them to come out of the AFC this year. I mean, I don't know. They got destroyed by the Chiefs, and they struggled against Pitt. So I don't know. Maybe the Chiefs and Pitt are the two best teams in the AFC. Now let's talk about the Browns. They are hot and cold. I mean, they're pretty con- inconsistent. We gave them a B. I mean, three single-digit wins. Stefanski, he's definitely way better than Freddie Kitchens. There's no doubt about that. They have a good run game. Baker's look better. He's designed a consistent offense for him. They have some injuries, and their defense could be a little better. I mean, uh, we both picked the Browns, I think, to make the playoffs. and looks like they're on pace to do that. They're 5-3. and three, and They still they have some easy games coming up on their schedule. Yeah, this is a hot and cold team. They have three single-digit games that they, they've only they scored six points in two of games, and then they scored seven and one. So, I mean, they're five and five and three. They, they have a good record, but their losses have been pretty bad. They haven't been able to score more than one touchdown or if any touchdowns in those games. So they're going to have to get more consistent if they're going to make any noise in the playoffs. Uh, they have had their injury problems. Odell is now gone. Nick Chubb is going to be out for a little while longer. So they've looked good, but they also have their, their problems of their own. So we'll see if they can just be more consistent. Maybe as Chubb comes back and they're able to get more familiar personnel, they'll be able to keep winning games. But yeah, they can't be scoring single digits if they hope to actually win consistently because you're going to have to score more than one touchdown. Yeah, definitely. Um, their schedule looks pretty easy the next couple of weeks. They play the Texans, as Texans, Eagles, and Jaguars. So they could easily win maybe two or three of those games, put them in a good position. They could finish second in this division if Baltimore doesn't figure it out. But I'm gonna I'm gonna assume they'll be better than the Cleveland Browns because the Ravens destroyed the Browns in that Week One game, which we saw. I mean, the Browns they're just good against bad teams, but they can't really 
play with the hang with the good teams. They got killed by the Ravens and Steelers. They're pretenders, not contenders. The last team in this division, the Cincinnati Bengals. We already touched down on Joe Burrow. He's been one of the best rookie quarterbacks this year. T. Higgins, another great rookie wide receiver. They just have great offensive weapons, and Burrow knows how to utilize all of them. Joe Mixon went down, and Giovanni Bernardi just stepped in, and he's been just as good as Mixon has. They only have two wins, but it's just something that comes with having a rookie QB, and they have a bad defense, so they're going to have to build on that in the draft. But the future looks good for Cincinnati. The the AFC North is going to be a really competitive division. Yeah, the Bengals, um, they're the best 2-5 and team I've seen, not the Vikings. I found these stats about the Bengals. They're 12 of 13 on fourth down conversions this season. I mean, this team just needs a defense, and they'll be a playoff team easily. And their turnover ratio, they're only minus one in turnovers on the season. So that's great. Burrow doesn't turn the ball over that much. If you're, if you're turning the ball over and you can convert third and fourth downs, you're going to be a great football team. They just lack in the offensive line, defensive departments. I mean, they're going to rack up five or six wins this year. Definitely triple. They're going to triple their wins from last year. They only had two. Burrow, he's made such a difference. He's been tremendous. So good news for Bengals fans moving forward. Next division, the AFC South. The Colts, we're giving them a B-. minus. They have the ultimate game manager and Phillip Rivers. <laughs> uh, their defense, they've been one of the best defenses in the league. They just continue to shut down teams. They are third in points allowed. So the Dolphins, they're number one with 130. The Colts, they have 136. So they are not far behind. Uh, obviously, they've been at the top of the league defensively this year. And it's just been... Their offensive weapons letting them down. T.Y. Hilton, he's now injured, but uh, he has looked pretty awful for the entire year. Jonathan Taylor, a player I put a lot of faith in, has not been utilized the way that he should be. Uh, Naheem Hines, Jordan Wilkins, these are just bad players that you're putting, you're giving too much volume to, and you know it's going to slow down your offense. And Rivers, I mean, yeah, ultimate game manager. He's old. They're going to have to figure out what they're going to do at like, the QB position probably for even next year or two years from now. So things there's questions to be answered for the Colts, but for now they continue to win games. Yeah, they're a fine team. Uh, I don't really consider them a contender, but they'll, they're a good regular season team, good offensive line, good defense, as you mentioned. But, yeah, I don't really know what Phil Rivers said. He's never really won the playoffs in his career, and I don't really expect him to start winning now. So Colts, they'll, they'll, they're a good team, but – yeah. Next team, the Titans. I picked the Titans to win this division. They are probably going to win the division, even though you picked the Texans to win. So no, no, that's, have the, that's, that's a freezing cold take. I have the advantage there. The, the gummy worm hair guy, Derek Henry, post Halloween, he continues to be consistent. He is one of the most dominant running backs in the NFL. He had over 100 yards against the Bengals, but they lost. Yeah, 112 yards, one touchdown. Yeah, but they have a bad defense. They lost two games in a row. Same with the Colts. I mean, they did go to AFC chip last year with Titans, but I don't really expect them to go make, make win a playoff game. I'm not really sure what's going to happen there. But moving on to the Texans, we gave them a D. They fired Bill O'Brien. They don't even have a first-round pick this year. The Dolphins have it. So the Dolphins are just stocked up on picks, and they keep winning games. So that's great for them. Watson probably hates his life in Houston. 
They gave away Hopkins for a bag of chips. David Johnson's been okay. And yeah, I mean, the Texans is just awful team. I picked them to win the division. I'm so wrong on that. They they are not going anywhere, definitely. Yeah, they trade away Will Fuller. It's going to be a disaster for Hopkins. Yeah. They have no weapons for him, so they can't do that. A disaster for Hopkins? For Watson. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I just, I'm sorry. And the Jags, last team, we gave them a D minus. They're terrible. And. James Robinson is the second best fantasy running back. Uh, he was undrafted in most leagues. Kind of crazy. All the top running backs have failed this year. But James Robinson's the fantasy god. So if you have him on your team, you're lucky. I don't, unfortunately. But um, And Minshew Mania, he's okay. I mean, I don't know if he, they want him to be the QB of the future. This team's going to look to draft Fields or Lawrence or someone else. So... Not much to say with the Jags. A pretty lame team. They haven't won since their week one upset against the Colts. Yeah, they they are another team that needs a QB. So Minshew, he is not their their leader of the future. They're going to have to figure things out when it comes to that position. But yeah, James Robinson, he's carrying a lot of fantasy teams this year. So those people are lucky that we're able to pick him up. Yep, that was the AFC South. I'm moving on to the AFC West. Um, not going to say much about the Chiefs. We gave them an A-. minus. They won loss. Trick is amazing, and they're a Super Bowl contender. Not much to say there. Let's talk about the Chargers. Herbert, we gave them a B minus. They still blow leads. They blew that game to the Broncos. They're a good two and five team. Herbert is great. He's our QB of the future. And they just traded Desmond King actually to the Titans today. That's a big pickup for the Titans. But yeah, the Chargers. I mean, they're not going to be a playoff team. Fun team on offense, but. It's not going to garner them a playoff appearance, unfortunately, with the way they blow games. They're like the Falcons of the AFC sometimes. Yeah, they're only two and five, but they're they're an impressive two and five with a rookie quarterback. I mean, they they've lost all their losses. They have five losses. All of them have been by one possession, and two of them have been in overtime. They lost to the Saints in overtime and the Chiefs in overtime. So, they, I mean, they, that's an impressive way to lose games. I, I guess if there's any way to do that. So, yeah, going forward, I mean, Herbert, if he's able to get over those humps of just losing by that one possession, maybe they improve their defense. Maybe they get uh, Austin Eckler back, you know, these players that they lost to injury. They are going to be a pretty decent team in the future. Yeah, and the Raiders, we give them a B, playing above some expectations. Although Josh Jacobs has been underwhelming, he's been worse since his rookie season. I guess it's a sophomore slump with him. I mean, the Ruggs has had injuries. We expect him to be better because he was the first wide receiver taken in that draft. So you, you would have to expect him to get a lot of targets and work down the season stretch. And, yeah, I mean, Derek Carr is average. He's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback, but you can sort of fight for a playoff spot. They're 4-3. We got not much to say about the Raiders. I mean, bad defense, but solid offense. Yeah, the Raiders do a lot with the little. They have had to deal with their fair share of injuries. Ruggs, the first receiver taken, he's been out. Jacobs has struggled in his second year. Darren Waller has been a good weapon. He's good. Uh, but, you know, they picked a player like Nelson Aguilar out of the trash pile, and the Eagles, they probably killed to have him back <laughs> on their team to help them out. So, yeah, Derek Carr, he, he's been decent. They are over 500, so good for them. They have an okay defense has just been a, a case of doing a lot with a little for them this year. And uh, that's why they're a B-rated team. Yeah, they, they're they a pretty decent team. They do play the Chargers this week. That's going to be an interesting matchup. 
And the final team in the AFC West, the Broncos, they're three and four. We both thought they would make the playoffs, but injuries killed their team at the beginning of the season. Drew Locke's finally back. He, he had that miraculous comeback against the Chargers. And, I mean, yeah, they've Jerry Judy. They have Fant, who we like a lot. Um, I expect Judy was my breakout player for the rest of the season. I think he's going to be great. And I remember Colin was saying Drew Locke could have won MVP this year. That's not the case. He's not that good. And he, he, he was injured for a few games. So the Broncos' offense is definitely trending up with Judy, Fant, and Locke all healthy. They're probably not going to make the playoffs, but they get, they're they a competitive team. They're 3-4. and four. I mean, that's just the f- opposite record of the Raiders. They could definitely beat the Raiders in a game. All right, well, that's going to do it for our midseason report card. We graded all the teams, all the rookies that we thought were notable. We gave you some midseason awards. So that is the end of this episode of the Bonafide Scrubs podcast. Make sure to leave us a rating and a review. You can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. And we'll see you on Friday. And we may have a new president on the Friday episode. Or may, new I'm or over. the same we president. We may have a decision. We'll see. We may have the, yeah, we may know who's going to be the president for the next four years. So go out and vote if you haven't already. All right, that's our PSA. We'll see you. Peace.